We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Suck It! I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck is everybody tonight on this Tuesday, December first holy shit we are 30 days away till the new year <sighs> this is insane to me to be totally honest this year all things considering has been has flown by um for me at least um you know and I, you know, with everything that's happened, you know, going through a divorce, um, you know, the ups and downs of having, you know, two different co-hosts leave the show because I demand too much out of people and, you know, and everything else that's happened, you know, I have a lot to thank on you guys, um, you know, for bringing me where I'm at today, you know, two consecutive months hitting a million downloads. So thank you very much for that. Um for September and October, um, and November's off to a great start, too. I mean, just wrapped up the month, and we're sitting at, like, 600000 So thank you very much for that. You guys have just made this year absolutely amazing. And, you know, the bands and everybody else included that have been around this year has just been fucking phenomenal. So thank you very much. You guys have made my journey through all my mental health bullshit and, you know, dealing with my bipolar and my suicide attempts and everything else in between that much easier. So, thank you. But, to kick off the month, you know, last night we, we had some fun with uh, Keith from the Tatnus Podcast. And tonight, we're going back to music. We're going to have some fun. Because tonight, continuing on the trend of some great fucking bands that we've had over the last month. I have another band out of New York who just released their um, debut album called Heaven Is Yours. It's a concept EP detailing the short story of love and death. Um, it is actually quite fucking badass, and I definitely, definitely, definitely encourage everyone to go and fucking listen to it. And all those links are in the description of the podcast and the video on YouTube. But you don't want to hear it from me. You want to hear it from him or them. But only one of them is here. So from the band. <clears throat> excuse me. I cannot talk today. <laughs> from the band, Good Things. Please welcome Cameron. What a fucking intro, man. Thank you for that. Hey, no that problem, awesome. brother. You know, That was awesome. I had a frog in my throat. I was like sitting there trying to say good things. I couldn't even say it. I was like, how the fuck do you say that? <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I've been like doing this fucking like clearing my throat thing all day. So that's going to be fun for the next 45 minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll both be doing it. So maybe fantastic. <laughs> yep. Dude, sounds great. Doing great. <laughs> you know, tip, in typical punk fashion, we'll just continue just to growl into the mic, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no ethics. 
<laughs> Has there ever been ethics in punk? I don't think so. I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> uh, I, I think you're you're, you're pleading the fifth is is a good uh, representation of that answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's so going fun. on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, like you said in your fucking intro, this year has kind of been been a trip and a half. But uh, and especially like putting out music right now is just. The whole thing is just tilted on its side, man. Everything is different. Yeah, but at the same time, and, and I've talked to, you know, like I said, countless bands about this exact same subject. What I've enjoyed about it is, you know, all the indie artists that are kicking ass this year and putting out new music have leveled the playing field with the big bands because you guys aren't competing with them. You know, if you guys drop a single on a Tuesday... You're not competing against Avenged Sevenfold or Metallica or anybody else. You're competing against other, you know, indie label guys that are trying to make it themselves. And the thing about indie music, indie rock in general, it's more of a brotherhood than once you make it to a label. Once you make it to a label, it's about making the label money, not making your friends money. So, it, you know, it's, you know, it's a, there's been a, a whole camaraderie between yeah. indie bands this year, and it's been fucking fantastic. It definitely has brought people together, for one thing. Um, music is the one thing where it's definitely a sense of community. It's definitely a sense of, like, we're all in this together. Um, even when you can't be there physically, of course. But music knows no bounds, obviously. So, um, no, I'm doesn't. really happy with what we were able to accomplish this year, despite everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, fucking A. I mean, the, uh, you know, you're right. Music does know no bounds. And... It's been it's been a, a rough ride this year, I mean, in general, for musicians because you can't tour and everything else like that. But again, you know, there's still stuff coming out. There's still stuff that we can depend on, you know, on a weekly basis to make it to where, you know, we're enjoying our stuff. And it's been pretty damn good. I mean, there's been countless bands that I've had on the show, you know, over the last nine months that have just kicked ass. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, I've, you know, become ingrained in a culture now to where you know i'm not just finding my music on sirius xm octane or liquid metal right. you know yeah, i'm i'm finding it elsewhere now too and and i consider myself very lucky that i get to have this show and talk to people like you and get to be introduced to all these fucking cool bands that would have never known about otherwise definitely right man you're definitely right couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself so um you know, this is your debut EP. Yep. Um, and you did it as a concept. We did. Um, yeah. What's the idea behind the con? I know what the idea behind the concept is, but what was the idea behind the concept? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you the story of how I kind of um, how it was written. I guess the concept wise. So the the last song on the album, "Heaven Is Yours," is obviously it's like the big finish, right? It's the whole it's the whole fucking thing, but that was actually written first. So that whole song was written. When I say the whole song, I mean like the verses, the chorus and like that crazy outro. Um, that was written first. And then like, that was before the band even existed. I didn't have a band at that point. Um, I just had this song. I was sitting on it for a while and I was like, uh, this is a badass song. What can I do with it? And so I started a band with my friends and 
I had that song, but I actually didn't want to use it. I thought like the band I wanted to start was that song was too much, you know, like I thought it was too much. I thought it was a little too, I want it to be like a more of a lighthearted kind of band. Um, not be so serious. And then I realized writing lighthearted shit's boring. And uh, I ended up writing the rest of the album with that song. Leading up. Like that's, I wrote it backwards. I wrote the whole album backwards. So okay. that song is the end. The rest of the rest of the songs of the story were just leading up to that end. So it was kind of just how I wanted to set the scene to get to that point. Um, came out pretty fucking good, I think. Um, the stuff I've listened to, I would definitely agree with you on that. Thank 100%. you, man. Hey, no, dude. Uh, thank you for you know making a good album. Because, um, <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things to listen to when it comes to albums are concept albums. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just makes the whole thing that much more inclusive. Because, you know, you can tell a story from A to Z, you know, from track one to track 10, 11, 12, or six, or however many you're going to have on there. And, you know, it engulfs you. And then it forces you to actually listen to the whole album. I mean, I mean, let's face it. I mean, in this day and age, you know, when certain bands put out albums, they only focus on three or four to make it to the radio. And Mm -hmm. the other eight are just filler. Exactly. But the bands that actually focus their time on, a concept album really put that forth that effort to making it all cohesive, you know, exactly. whether it's Coheed and Cambria, whether it's um, Shinedown did one last year. Um, one of my favorite bands, September Morning, does it that way. I mean, there's countless you know, Ice Nine Kills just released one two years ago. Um, oh, man. That's what I was listening to when you came in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're my one of my favorites. Of, oh yeah, but they're fantastic. Oh my god, um, we can talk about them for hours. But let's talk about you. <laughs> but anyway, Fair you enough. know that, we'll that talk later. Yeah, that concept. You know, um, whether it's a, telling a story or a theme, mm-hmm. it, again, it engulfs you and it forces you to listen to that whole thing from A to Z, and it just. It's fantastic. And then, you know, like with Coheed and September Morning, they also do comic books on the side as well to add into their music, which just makes it a whole other experience. But again, without even that adding in there, you know, I cannot pick up Unheavenly Creatures from Coheed and listen to just the gutter or listen to just Unheavenly Creatures. I have to listen to from the intro, which is fucking four minutes long of no music, all the way to the end. Um you know, and that's how I have to do it. And, and I have no shame in that at all. Even the, some of the crappier songs on that one, like lucky stars and stuff like that, which are, eh. but it's again, it's still it's part of the story though. It's part of the story. Yep. Um, even some of your favorite movies in the world have a crappy scene and that's okay. Um, but what you think is crappy doesn't mean the other person does. So and it's necessary. It's, it's, it is, it's a hundred percent necessary. You, you need to set that scene that set that tone and you guys did that pretty damn well with this. And I think, Thank you, man. you know, this is a hell of a way to come out, dude. You know, what's funny. I think you're exactly right. First of all, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, like I had friends like hitting me up after the album came out and they would be like, oh, like, hey, like I loved, I listened to like part of the album. It was great. And I'm like, you just insulted me to my face. Listen to the whole fucking album and then get back to me. Cause like you can't pick and choose on a concept album. Um, you can't, and like people, you know, not everyone 
is versed in that way. You know, not everyone understands that, but like, um, that's why. So before we, we actually released Heaven Is Yours, like you know, this November thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, because that was funny to me. Um, we released two songs off the album. We released Awake and Teeth back in March, a while back, and trying to pick out like one or two singles to release first was really really tough. Um, I kind of had to like, which of these songs could stand on their own just as like an intro to the album intro to the band and i decided on those two only because i felt like they were you can't release the last song you know the culmination of the entire album you know it's just i thought those were two that made the most sense and they kind of were the ones that could stand out on their own but that's still a tough decision you know i can't without their whole album being there it's definitely um it's hard to kind of grasp the whole concept yeah, um, so I was going to actually ask you, because um, you had mentioned it before, so you had mm-hmm. written that song without a band, and you had nothing other than just that song. Yep. Um, you know, there's been many a good band that has started out that exact same way. Yeah. You know, whether it was fucking the Foo Fighters, one of the greatest bands of all time, yep. or, you know, some recent bands like um, From Ashes to New. You know, that's how they started. You know, I think his name is Danny, um, the guy from Boston, just fucking just wrote the whole album. And it's like, hey, come on, guys, let's do this. You know, and that's that's fucking cool to me because um, that just shows the dedication behind it. And, you know, so being that you already had the idea in your head on what you wanted, I know you said you got with a bunch of friends, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you had to be looking for something that was it and that factor. So what exactly led to you being with the guys that you're with today? So the guys I'm with today weren't, um, it's not the same lineup we started with actually. Um, so the band started, it was four of us, you know, my, uh, Chris, our bassist couldn't be here tonight, but, um, he sends his regards and my drummer, Eric also couldn't be here, but he's, um, he's also new. Eric is new. Chris has been here for, since the beginning. Um, when the band first started, it was me. Chris, the bassist, my friend Mikey was on guitar and Justin was on drums. Um, Mikey ended up leaving for a different band because it was just more of his style. And Justin, you know, this year has been a shit show. So he just couldn't really, you know, couldn't really commit to it. But Justin drummed on the album, um, but when he was still in the band. So those are his drums. Best drummer I've ever met in my entire life. He's a, he's insane. Still a very good friend of mine, but he just couldn't commit. So um, Chris and I ended up you know, just finding a new drummer and we're a three piece right now, but trying to navigate finding new members right now, trying to navigate scheduling practices. It's just meeting up. It's, it's been a whole shit show. So even going through different lineups, it's been a mess. So, um, the album was, you know, written and recorded when we had, excuse me, pretty much a full band. But since then it's been a little bit, you know, back and forth, you know, I mean, the the whole idea of having you know different lineups i mean it happens i mean if you go to some of these fans wikipedia pages and look at all their fucking you know former members it's sometimes oh it's ridiculous um who was know, i looking at the other day um i was looking through somebody's wikipedia page and i was like what the fuck it might have been i signed kills actually but i don't think it was well they've they i mean the only person that's still in the original is spencer, spencer right yes yeah. that's it I mean, 
every album they've had a change and they've within the last two years they lost two of their members to fucking uh motionless and white white, exactly (laughs) um it's becoming motionless and ice nine kills what it is um or motionless kills or something i don't fucking know but either way they're not as good of a band no it's i mean yeah i mean even their guitarist left to be the producer of of uh, motionless um and that's what the new guitarist came in but it's you know you know who it was you know who it was what it was fucking woe is me i was do you remember what they were having those problems with issues in tyler carter yes so i was looking through like their Wikipedia page, that's got like twelve members on that shit, and yeah. like, it's it, it was just like, how do you even navigate, like, teaching everybody all these new parts? How do you navigate writing? Like, I, I don't know how people do it. Like, we had to do it, and it was on a much smaller scale, and it was even tough, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that is just, I mean, it's insane. I mean, I remember, so. You know, going back to let's say go back to Ice Nine for a second, because like because that one's like the most recent for me. Mm-hmm. So um, the first time I had saw them was in November of 2018. Okay. Um. So then, yeah, they were opening up for. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I feel like I know this. Uh, uh, <sighs> shit. They were opening up for me. yeah. It's gonna bother me too because they're online. a bigger band that took a nosedive and now they're, you know, trying to come back. Right. Um, uh, we'll figure it out. That song Becoming the Bull, the really crappy one that took them off the the map. Um, damn it, that's going to piss me off now. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But anyway, um, yeah. And then, you know, that's when they had the, the, you know, the other guitarist, the one that left to be a producer. And then they're back again here um, in Baltimore area or DC area in March with a brand new guitarist again. And then the next time they were here, they had another, they had another bassist and it was like, boom, boom, boom. It, it just, it was like, it just, it was a constant cycle. And I'm like, you guys have been touring for the last year and have had to deal with now three different changes. That's yep. insane to me. Oh, and then when the drum, the drummer even left too and got another drummer in that time period too. So they lost four fucking members. And it's crazy. You know, I don't know how you can constantly be touring like they do and have that many lineup changes and not miss a beat. Well, does like does the label just kind of like keep producing musicians or just like throwing them in the band? Like, how does that even work? Well, I mean, uh, they've been, I mean, believe it or not, that band has been around since the mid 2000s. Ice Nine has? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're right. Yeah, I mean, they were originally a ska band. Oh, I did know that. That's a yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> they were doing it in high school. And, I mean, they're f- signed to Fearless, and Fearless is an independent label, so they don't have a bunch of money to be thrown around. I, I guess it's just because of, you know, their connections and how long they've been around. They just have mm-hmm. people that just step right in. You know, I mean, but I, I guess, you know, that's one of the benefits of being, you know, in the scene for such a long time. You know, yeah. I mean, you can just you can just do that. And I, I don't know how it happens, but it does. Um, but then you have bands like Nothing More, which has been around for 20 fucking years as well. And has only had a lineup change once when they lost the original singer and Johnny became the singer after he was a drummer for a while. That was it. You know, I mean, so you've got all these bands that can just stay cohesive for so long, but sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. It's a good point. It's, it's definitely one thing, too. When you're a full-time touring band, 
and you're with musician with other musicians who have that same kind of drive and same definitely as end goals as you like for fucking me like i'm in grad school my friends are my bandmates are in grad school we're all doing like we have full-time jobs we're in school we're doing all this shit so like trying to find someone who has extra time to like commit to commit it all to a certain degree like putting in money putting in time to write and record putting in time to meet up and write songs it's a mess man but when you find a group of people that care about it as much as you do it just, it works out yeah and by the way the the band we were thinking of was a tray you fucking damn it <laughs> um right. they, they fell off i, I was i think uh, i listened to them in high school i listened to them in the mid you know the mid to late 2000s but um i've only seen them in concert once not even that concert that i saw them with ice nine kills when they were opening i, I didn't stay as soon as ice nine was done i left um it was they all they were also playing with um uh memphis may fire i i actually i did watch a little bit of memphis may fire but um it was ice nine memphis may fire and then i trade you and i didn't stick around for a trade you do you remember that one year warp tour a few years ago where maddie from memphis may fire like went on this rant against like girls wearing skimpy clothes at yes. warp tour yes i was i was okay i was at that sh- like i was at that specific date in the crowd watching them when he made that speech and i was i watched everyone just f- walk away and just leave uh, and then Subi from the wonder years came out and like talk shit to maddie's face and i was like this is the best thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny as shit I could not believe what I was witnessing in front of my face. Oh God! I, I remember hearing about that. I I think I saw videos of it on YouTube. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, I was there to see the Wonder Years, but I also was into Memphis Mayfire at the time, so I was like, fine, I'll go watch both of them. At that was a questionable decision. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't uh, let you know. I had completely forgotten about that. Um, and, you know, I just stuck around because I, I was kind of into Memphis Mayfire. They were all right. And I was like, you know, let's see how they perform live. And they were all right live. I mean, they weren't yeah, the best. Yeah. Um, you know, and when the opening act destroys the rest of the acts, it's, it's hard. It's hard to stick around. And Ice Nine did that that night. And they, um, they did that again in March. I had went and saw them with um, they opened up for um, Falling in Reverse. Mm. And uh. and I, I thought they were equally as good. I mean, I, I mean, Ronnie Radke knows how he has a stage presence he that does. is unlike anybody else's. Now he's also a fucking prick. Um, I can't stand the dude. And I was waiting for you to say that <laughs> he's a fucking prick. I hate that guy so much. But like, honestly, he can write a chorus like nobody he really, else. He can write a fucking chorus. He can't. You know, everything else is like, all right, whatever. But Right, of course. No, I'm, see, I, I, I see. I disagree with you on that one. I think he is a musical genius, but the problem is he knows he's a musical genius, and that's the fucking problem. You know, I mean, Falling Reverse is a band, but yet he constantly refers to it as his music, exactly. and you know, it, they're just his backup. But you know, you go. I remember watching a, tri- a Twitch stream one time, and you know, they were he was doing. He was watching, you know, react videos to Popular yep. Monster, and they, you know, they were saying this band is just so good, you know, their music is so good or whatever, however they put it. And he goes, mm-hmm. "Well, it's really my music. The band's just there to support me." And oh I'm like, God. "God damn it, Ronnie, just shut the fuck up." <laughs> um, 
I'm mean, not sure what song it is, but recently I think they put out like a new song where he's like rapping during the verses. And it's like the most garbage thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And then the chorus is like, I'll never surrender. It's like basically the whole song is about like him talking shit to the shit talkers that are talking about him. And so like, I think that's popular monster. Is that really what it is? Is that when he's rapping during the like the verses? Yeah. And it's but, like but that, uh, but but that song is actual well, wait, hold on. It might be popular monster. There might be this, there the might be another one. Like uh are you triggered? Yeah, figures. Is that part of popular monster? Oh, no, monster? no, no. That is um um uh shit. That is um I know which one you're talking about. That one is um ah uh, that's gonna piss me off too. Um yes, that song is talking shit. Um talking well, about like, how um about how he went to jail, um, and it was all part of his plan to get bigger than what he was, because every time you say my name, I get bigger. So are you triggered? Um yeah. Yeah, like, I mean my favorite part about that is like the whole course is like I'll never surrender, but like, surrender to what? No one's persecuting you, everyone's just calling you a dick on the internet. That's literally it. <laughs> That's pretty much what they do. <laughs> so, like, what are you talking about? You're being, like, persecuting to make this whole fucking, like, anthem song where people are just like, no, you're just a dickhead. Like, Yeah, it's up. called Losing My Life. That was the name of that song. I don't want to listen to that again. It hurt the first time. Um, to... Yeah. But, you know, I actually do like that song, um, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, because it, it talks about other things, you know. It also talks about how, you know what his daughter's perception, you know, how he's been able to talk to his daughter when he gets older about how she, how he went to jail and, you know, all this other stuff. Um, so it, it's kind of intertwined. It's, it's talking shit to the shit talkers. And the same time it's him, you know, talking to his daughter. Um, all right. I'll be honest. I heard that like triggered line heard the first line of the chorus, And I was like, this is dumb. And I stopped listening to it. So I'll give it another chance for you. Yeah. If you, if you actually go back and read the lyrics and then listen to it and it makes more sense. All right. Fair enough. Um, but actually, the whole thing, you know, you know, with him, you know, um, I hadn't really liked him up until that, up until December, and I hadn't even heard the, I didn't even hear that song, and I stuck around to watch him play that night, um, just because I've never seen him before and I wanted, to, I was interested, um, and they put on a great show. Don't get me wrong, but then, sure then later on that year in December of last year, so it's been a year now. They released Popular Monster, and that song, that song he does rap throughout the entire song, and he sings during the chorus, but he's talking about mental health. He's talking about his suicide attempts. He's talking mm -hmm. about, you know, all this stuff that he has going on, his PTSD, you know, all this stuff that he's got going on, and being that I'm a mental health junkie, you know, um, and all the stuff that I've been through, like you, were, you heard me say at the beginning of the show, mm -hmm. that song struck a chord with me. Okay. And, you know, then I went back and I wanted to know more about him. And I, I realized in this case that he is a dick. <laughs> and, you know, but at the same time, he's a dick for the wrong reasons. But at the same time, he's a dick for the right reasons. And the reason I say that is because he is constantly hated on. Constantly. Mm -hmm. And so he feels the need to talk shit. And that's the problem is that he talks shit back. If you just let people hate on you and then just ignore it, you know, no big deal. But he talks shit back. Right. But then that song for 30 weeks was at number one in the rock charts. And he all year long, he was like, oh, yeah, who's, who sucks now? Who needs to leave the yeah, business now? That, yeah. 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 But, I mean, that song really touched me in such a fucking way that, I mean, very few songs have ever broken me like that. 
you know, that one um, did it for me last year. And then two years ago, um, the song that did it for me was the song uh, by Bad Flower. You've heard mm, of Bad Flower? Not familiar. Um, they did a song called Ghost, and it was a song about suicide. I'll check that out, too. Um, about the, how the lead singer almost committed, his name is Josh. He almost committed suicide a couple times, and um, it's a very, very good song. Then, you know, other than that, you know, nothing more with the song, you know, that they released back in, was it 2011, 2012, um, about his, song, his sister Jenna, or Jenny, you know, the name of the song. That one was another one that touched me like that. And then, I mean, there's been very few that really kind of make, oh, and then Avenged Sevenfold, So Far Away. Yeah, um, of course. That, those, like, songs, have, those are the ones that have touched me mentally, you know. And, and So Far Away isn't really so much of a mental health song as a, as a goodbye song. Um, it's, it's a grieving it's a, song, yeah. It's a grieving song, but at the same time, you know, you can use the words and use the things and apply them to your own life. Apply and, it to different situations. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, every time I hear that, all I can hear in my head is my, my, my now soon-to-be ex-wife and my kids singing that song to me. And it's like, I don't okay. ever want them to sing that song to me. Um, right. So, yeah, that's how that song reads for me. And, and that's the one thing I love about music is that it, mm-hmm. it, just, it just does something. And I cannot even, to this day, describe it. You know, when I was, you know, four or five years old listening to Michael Jackson's Thriller for the first time, you know, I I just got sucked in, you know. And then, you know, a few years later, hearing Purple Rain for the first time got sucked in some more. And then the next thing I know, I'm listening to Injustice for All. And I'm like, fucking A, this is is what music's supposed to be. And, you know, I mean, (laughs) I was six, seven years old when Injustice for All came out. But I was fucking oh, rocking God. it hard. My dad, <laughs> you know, my dad was rocking it hard, and I was like, hell yeah. And, you know, just, you know, I just, I, I cannot get enough of the stuff that's happening. You know, and today, there's so much good music out there. There's so much shit music out there, too. But there's so much good stuff, and I, I discover new stuff every day, and it's just like, damn. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, because I was actually going to um, talk to you about this before. Like when it comes to like a concept record, like the one that we wrote, right? And it's it's harder, I think, to like take a song out of that and like generalize it to like your own situation, right? Because it's like it's about a specific story that you're telling. So I think it's a little bit harder to kind of take like a song called like Carry On or something that just has its general message, as opposed to like Awake, where I'm literally telling this fucking story. This happened. This happened. This happened, and it led to X, Y, Z. You know. But I think if you do it well which I think we did, you can still take it and apply it. You know, it's it's one thing when it's like King Park by like La Dispute. Um, are you familiar with that one? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I wrote Heaven Is Yours, the title track, like based off that song. I wanted to write King Park. And so I tried. That's what that song is. Um, but like, that's again, very detailed, very descriptive. You, it's you, The story tells in your head. It plays an image in your head. And that's what it does. It's hard to generalize those things to your own life. Um, but I still think if you do it well, you can. Yeah, so. it, definitely. I mean, it, it's easy if you're really focusing on that to, mm-hmm. to you know, try to put a, a, you know, if you really love a song, you'll find a way to make it, you of know, course, matter absolutely. in your life. Um, and it might not tell the exact same story as what happened in your life, but it'll still have that meaning. 
Um, as long as the end result is pretty much the same, it, it, you know, it's going to touch you. You know, I mean, you know, so far away from Avenged Sevenfold started, you know, because that song was released um, the same week that my grandmother died. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. As a single. And I had avoided it up to that point. Um, because, I mean, I was a huge, I still am. I'm one of the biggest Avenged Sevenfold fans on the planet. Um, I have a, you know, I have a fucking, you know, skull bat and I have, you know, the rev, um, dedication, the forever, you know, Mm -hmm. underneath on top of it. Um, and when I was listening to nightmare, I had avoided that song because I knew what it was. And, you know, I had seen Avenge, you know, with Jimmy twice before that. And then the year that, you know, nightmare came out, I had saw them without Jimmy, um, and they just did this huge dedication. And I had heard they did play the song that night and I had listened to it. Um, but that was the first time I heard it. And I had been out for a while before that. Yeah. And then my grandmother passed and then they released it as a single. And I was like, I have no choice. And it just it meant so much to me. And every time I heard it from then on out, it was, oh, I thought about my grandmother. Yep. But then, right. you know, then I had my suicide attempt and then it turned it morphed into something else. Exactly. And now it's like, fuck. Now I, I get all types of emotional every time I hear it. So I'll be like, you know, driving in the car and my Amazon playlist will be just going off. And I'll hear dun, 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 dun. I'm like, nope, skip. <laughs> <laughs> I can't cry on the highway. No, can't cry on the highway. <laughs> fuck. Uh, <laughs> give me the next song quick. <laughs> you know what? You're totally right. And I kind of, I tried to do something similar where I like, I told a really good friend of mine. She's a great friend of mine and she loves music too. So I took, I gave the album to her and I was like, I'm not telling you what it's about. Listen to it. Tell me what you think it's about. Um, and she was close, but like she missed a lot of like what it's actually about, but it was her interpretation of it. And that's, I think more valuable than what it actually means. You know, I think if you get the actual literal meaning, you have to know me personally. I have to tell you about it, but I'm not going to talk to everyone who listens to the album, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's whatever you take from it. And I think that's more important than anything else. Yeah, I mean, again, it's cathartic for you to write write it the way you want, but at the same time, I mean, the fans are gonna you know interpret it their own way. It's gonna be interpreted twenty different ways in the first twenty different listens. Right. Um, but that's what you want. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because otherwise, I mean, if they're constantly questioning, you know, oh, I wonder what this means, and then they're they're gonna eventually get bored with it if you're not answering the question, you <laughs> know, and then they're just be like, fuck it, I'm done. But at yeah. the same time, if they can really kind of you know gravitate toward it because it relates to some of them you know to something that happened to them in some which way, shape, or form, then it's you know it's golden at that point. You're right. And again, there's you know when you're writing music just for the sake of writing music, you know that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the biggest example I can use that of uh, of them is you know of that happening is bullet. Uh, Bullet for My Valentine. Mm -hmm. You know, um, their last album had one good song on it. Um, And that was, um, uh, now I can't even, um, oh, Don't Need You, Don't Need You. I haven't listened to them since like the Year Betrayal days. Yeah, see that was see, but the, like their last album, they had one good song on it. Was uh, "Don't Need You" was the name of that song, which was fantastic. It was a great song, but the rest of the album was like, eh, you know. I mean, and 
betray you know your betrayal was great um you know all, all those songs that they had up to that point you know were fantastic and then something happened i mean i don't know what it was um i don't know if matt got bored you know i don't know if the the their drummer excuse me not their yeah they lost their drummer and they lost their bassist um you know if that happened affected them in some which way or form but like but at the same time, I mean, their uh, lead guitarist, Padge, was probably one of the greatest guitarists out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, if you go back to listen to, I think it was on either Your Betrayal or um, Scream Aim Fire. It was a song called Alone. Uh, um, Scream Aim Fire. Yeah. That solo. I think. <laughs> well, regardless, that <laughs> solo that Padge does in that fucking song. It, I mean, it's like second to none. I mean, it's so fucking epic. Um, and the the chorus that he writes, you know, in that song is just fucking great. And then you can just hear the decline. And it really, really sucks. But then, you know, you have, you know, a band that's been around the same time, like Avenged Sevenfold. You know, they, you know, with, with Aaron Iljay or whatever his fucking name was, he wasn't the greatest fucking drummer in the world. But they did the best they could with, you know, Hail to the King. Right. And then they got rid of him and they brought in Brooks. And even though the stage wasn't that, you know, welcomed and it wasn't that big of an acclaimed record, it was a badass fucking record. And you could hear that they were back. Um, so, I mean, it's weird how things take a turn and what you can once consider great, you're kind of sitting there going, what the fuck? You know, what? what is going on? I mean, yeah. sometimes you can justify it in your own head, like with Metallica during the load and reload days. You know, they were just trying to fit in with the whole alternative, you know, grunge, you know, whatever was going on in the 90s. I get it. And then they were like, fuck this. And they came out with, they started with Damage Incorporated, which was okay. And then it evolved in what it is today. But, you know, you can tell. But if you can't justify it in your own, you know, way, you know, regardless of whether it's a good song, a bad song, or you're just relating to that song, it just takes it out of you. You know, I think the band that did this the best recently is, I think, Bring Me the Horizon. So they went from Deathcore, Pray for Plagues back in what, like mid 2000s? Mid 2000s, yeah. All the way up to they did There Is a Hell, kind of like a little bit not as heavy, but like still heavy. Then they went to um, Sempaternal, right? Yeah. Which was kind of like that. That was their breakout record for them. You know, that was like they kind of that good balance. Then they kind of dipped with, um, you know, like Ammo came out last year. And then like no one kind of heard it or listened. No, then it was, um, sorry, That's the Spirit was after that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was Spirit that was the next one. That one was okay. But yeah. the one that came out last year was, yeah. Ammo. I didn't listen to it. I haven't listened um, to it either. They just released a record this year, though. This nine-song EP, my favorite thing they've ever done, ever. Really, I haven't. I, I don't think I've heard it. I have to go back it's, and listen to it. You need to listen to it. Um, you know, um, Doom, Mick Gordon. Yeah, he produced it. Okay. Uh, and it's it's one of the so I I'm putting together like a top ten list of albums that came out this year. I don't know what two through ten is. I know what one is, and it's that one. Really? Absolutely. <sighs> I'm trying to think of a top ten for me for this year. Oh, I got um, I got another one. Right, <clears throat> shit. <clears throat> sea Haven came out with a new one. Um, recently. Okay. What else came out this year? Everything on the wall. Uh, 
Uh, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there just hasn't been a plethora of music this year to really kind of make me say, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and do this. Well, because um, the fans, you know, they can't capitalize it by touring. You know, so no, exactly. Like, I mean, and and what I've noticed, too, is a lot of bands have put out, you know, their live albums this year, too. Yeah. You know, in the last month, Ice Nine Kills released theirs from last year, and then Ginger released one last week. Oh, fucking Ginger, man. Oh, my God. That chick, Tatiana, man, has probably one of the, the, one of the best set of vocals in the entire rock genre. In that same realm, Spirit Box. Yeah. Um, and then I can also throw in this moment into there as well. Yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, Maria Brink. Oh my! I mean, her screams are effortless. And, and when you watch Tatiana live, it's the same fucking thing. Effortless. You know, from Gen- yeah. Ginger. You know, I mean, in my opinion, you know, women in rock right now are leading the charge. Absolutely. Oh my God! You know. Whether it be, you know, the two aforementioned names right there or the Butcher Babies or fucking, um, obviously, Hailstorm with, you know, Lizzie Hale, you know, you know, just coming out of the fucking gates with, you know, for the last uh, 10 years or so, just building to this point. And now it's like, fuck. I mean, I talked to um, the lead singer of September Morning, Emily, like a month ago. And we were on that subject for such a long time. Um, you know, just the whole idea of, you know, women in rock, you know, taking over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was, you know, really, really honored to be a part of it. Um, you know, a small part of it because September Morning is not a huge band right now, but they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, I, I can't get enough of it. I mean, I can listen to Ginger all fucking day. And that live it. album they put out, I think it was from uh, Melbourne, Australia, um, just fucking rocks so fucking hard. It's so damn good. Um, but yeah, I mean, for anyone that's listening, I- I've talked about Tatiana before, but go listen to fucking Ginger. Yeah, Whew. definitely. Yeah, and you know, in this moment, just releasing new stuff too, and holy shit, it's so fucking good. Um, that one there, that's another band that took a, um, a dip for a little bit too. Yep. Like with, uh, was it sex metal Barbie? Um, that one was, eh, you know, the only good song that on that album that I remember was cause not even sex metal Barbie. The lead track was good. Um, they did a song with, uh, Rob Halford called, um, Oh wow. Yeah. Black wedding. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It was, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was Black Wedding, Dark Wedding, or something like that. It was it was a takeoff of White Wedding, but not the same. Um, <laughs> but it was a good fucking song. Um, yeah. And uh, anything that Rob Alford touches is fucking gold. That guy's a fucking rock god. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, but then they came back out, and now they've got this new album coming out, and it's just fucking sick. Um, but yeah, I just... What... You know, as far as whether it's women or whether it's men, doesn't really matter. The last few years for this genre, and and I don't mean all the different five hundred and ten thousand fucking subgenres <laughs> of rock that there is. Yeah, it's fucking rock. I mean, it, it, rock yeah. metal. It's all the fucking same thing. It's fucking rock. Um, you know, it's really had a hardcore resurgence. And it's really starting. Now, will it ever get back to its glory days from the 80s or early 90s? Probably not. 
Um, no. At least not here in America. Now, if you go overseas, it, it's never lost fucking charge. If you go um, to Japan, dude. Um, Japan, Sweden, Germany, you know, they are fucking metal fucking, you know, everyone, you know, God. One you of my know. favorite bands of, uh, favorite bands of, of, you know, all time is Crystal Lake out of, out of, uh, Tokyo. Uh, yeah. They're fucking badass too. Dude, um, I cannot believe like the, I cannot believe like a band could sound like that. That was the first time I've heard a band sound like that, you know? Um, yeah. And it was, I've been hooked since I first like heard, um, I came to the game late. First song I heard by them was, was, a uh, Aeon or Eon. Yeah. Eon. And that song blew my fucking, oh my God, that song is a a mess but it's like in the best possible way yeah i mean and then at the same time japan also puts out you know metal like baby metal <laughs> <laughs> you know you guess what um on the new uh bring me the horizon album baby, baby metal's featured are they yeah i'll have to listen to it now listen to Kingslayer. i swear to god it's gonna blow you away okay and if it doesn't you can call me and then we'll talk about it and i'll tell you you're wrong <laughs> but it's fine <laughs> Anyone listening, listen to that album, please. If you do like one more thing this year, you need to do that. Listen to the new Bring Me the Horizon. Got it. Well, first listen to my record and then do that. Yeah. yeah. Which again, by the way, links are in the description. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta plug it. Come on, man. I gotta plug the shit out of it. Um, you know, but again, I mean, going back to it, you know, rock metal has have definitely had a resurgence here. You know, if you look at the last 15 years, let's just say, um, we've had bands, you know, I mean, not within the last 15 years, but like Sepultura is from Brazil. You know, then you got like El Nino from Mexico. Then, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but a band called Puya. They're mm -hmm. from Puerto Rico. Um, then, you know, then fucking Volbeat from Denmark um, or the Netherlands. Um, and you know, they're just coming out of the woodwork and they're all gravitating here to, you know, to try to bring something back or, you know, um, it's just, it's fascinating to watch because, you know, especially, you know, being the, a self-proclaimed, you know, rock historian like I am, you know, to see what it has become across you know across the pond you know mm -hmm. i'll go and watch you know videos on youtube or you know anywhere else of like band uh you know like download fest and okay. or um which is in europe every or england every year and then uh in germany they ho hold one called rock am ring you know and these fucking things hold 150,000 fucking people and they sell out yep but you know then we have festivals like what used to be called Rock on the Range, now it's um, uh, Sonic Temple. Um, maybe 30,000, 40,000 people. That's what they changed it to? Because I was familiar with Rock on the Range. Yeah, it's, now it's called Sonic Temple. Why? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> called Danny Wimmer Presents. I don't know why they changed it. <laughs> they also changed the name of Carolina Rebellion, too. I can't remember what they named, changed the name of that one, too. Okay. Um, you know, and then you got Rocklahoma, and then you've got, you know, Houston open air and Chicago open air and then you've got uh what's after uh aftershock in California. I mean, you've got all these festivals. Um but, you know, none of them compare to the ones they have across the pond. You know, 
100, 150,000 people show up to these fucking things and we'll be there for days on end. But no, you know, we'll we'll pick and choose which days we want to go to. And, you know, might be 30,000 people there on the best day, you know, and it's right. like, damn. But at the same time, you're seeing more and more of these, you know, it, it, you're seeing it grow every year. Um, especially now that, you know, Metallica is headlining some of these fucking places. And now my chem has come out of the fucking retirement to come back, you know, um, it's, uh, it's glorious. Did they come back? I don't think they ever left. I thought they left and then came back like a little bit. They released an album. Was it three years ago now? This is going to, I keep like coming up with things in my head, but I can't get the final thought. It's like I'm reaching for it and I know I fucking idea. Um, what that album was called or what the last one they released was. Um, I don't know. Let me see. I can see the album art in my head. Uh, under oath. Yeah. The name of the last album. So they came out with one in 2018. Nox was only two years ago called erase me. That's what it was. Yeah. So they did take a break from 2010 to 2018. Okay, I mean that's that's decent. that's a comeback, I guess. Yeah, I guess it is, yeah. But, you know, my chem was a little bit before Well, then. yeah. That's more they were more dramatic about it and they were uh, <laughs> they were more dramatic about it. <laughs> um I, I think most of the uh you know, the pop punk bands from the early 2000s that make a comeback now are going to make, you know, make that yeah. kind of you know statement because just that's what they are um yeah. call them pop pump call them emo whatever you want to fucking call them you know they they're they're called that for a reason <laughs> which is why i was never really a fan of that genre at all um you know i went through my i went through my phases you know i was um like a i was a scene you know like asking alexandria fucking attack attack kid in like middle high school um and then i was like wait, this is kind of bad. So I transitioned to like pop punk as hell in college. And then I kind of came out of that. And now I'm into like, I can't even tell you like what I like now because it's just, it just varies. And it's a, uh, it's like everything. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm very, you know, variable. I mean, within the rock genre. Um, of course. I'm within the I, punk genre for me. Yeah. See, I mean, for me, it's, I, I very rarely venture out to other genres unless you know unless they're coming on my show um and then i you know i do have to listen to them and i do have to do i mean i don't do research on bands or or people that i've never heard of um i just listen to a song or two um in your case i did listen to the whole album um just because i was like stoked i was like holy shit it's a fucking <laughs> concept album um <laughs> nice so but when I do listen to, you know, R&B artists or stuff like that that have come on my show, I've been pleasantly surprised, mm-hmm. um, especially in recent these recent times, because a lot of them are incorporating, you know, everything into their songs. They're, they're not just R&B artists. They're not just rap artists. They're not just exactly. country artists. You know, I interviewed this guy. I see he's been on my show twice now. Um, I even had him come on perform. He's a country artist. Um and he's just a badass fucking dude. He's I love talking to him, and his music's fucking great. For being country, it's fucking great. Um, but because his his roots are in metal, he was in a metal band in high school. Um, so he had you can definitely hear some rock, you know, inspiration in some mm-hmm. of his songs. 
and um, his name is Josh Gallagher. He was actually like, um, he was a, a runner-up to The Voice in 2016 or 2017 or something like that. Um, yeah, okay. he, he was a badass. But um, you know, and I've you know kind of stepped out a little bit you know this year for that reason because I don't want to be that guy. Like, uh, who the fuck are you and what do you play? You know, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, and I never will be that guy. But at the same time, you know, I've, I don't venture out too often other than that. But, like, when it comes to, you know, that, I, I'm so eclectic with it. And, you know, I, I've started recently getting back into punk. Um, you know, I've started recently listening to ska more often. Um, you know, and then, but it's always been, you know, metalcore or mm-hmm. thrash or, you know, heavy core or all these different cores and <laughs> I, I don't know what is what anymore <coughs> it, it just it's like it's just fucking metal can we just say it's just fucking metal do we have yeah. to have a classification of it can we just have rock metal and then death metal i, I think that's that's all we need i think you're right I mean, I we, that... well no we can we, we can go ahead and throw punk in there too we'll so throw punk in, but then yeah because punk i think the subgenres of punk are way less important are obvious i think pop punk is obvious yes i think that everything else is a little bit because it's hardcore right which is like i had a hardcore band in college and like i wouldn't i don't know if i would call that punk hardcore like i think of bands like defeater or i think of bands like fucking um you know like minor threat you go back to those days but yeah black that's black. like that's hard black, that's like hardcore punk but then yeah. there's also like hardcore bands that aren't metalcore so it's like yeah, but, but then you look at some of those hardcore, you know, punk rock like Black Flag, and then you look at Henry Rollins today, and you're like, "What has happened to you?" <laughs> Age is a funny thing. Does um, yeah, but you know, going back to pop punk, you know, you know, the only band I ever really listened to. I mean, I did, I did like Black Parade. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know that one did pleasantly surprise me. Yeah. But you know, in recent years, I've kind of started liking Fallout Boy. Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they did a um, cover of Michael Jackson's "Beat It." They did. Yep. With um, John Mayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, played, he played the solo. I remember. Yeah. So that was, but that was like ten years ago. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, but that song got me into them, and then that fire song was really fucking badass. I can't remember the name of it. Um, uh. I I did that like I knew. And I yeah, don't. I know. Yeah, I can picture the song playing and i can hear it in my head but i can't it's like the fifth time it's happened we've been here for like a half hour <laughs> no we've been here for like an hour all right well i don't have a watch on but thank you for that no problem see that's the, see, that's the problem though it's like you know i do study music so fucking much I, you know i lose track of it all um yeah but you know so i mean they're I do enjoy, I don't like seek out Fallout Boy, but if it comes up mm-hmm. on the radio or if it comes just, if I just click, you know, if I just go to, you know, my, uh, you know, what Amazon thinks I would want to listen to, then, you know, if Fallout Boy comes on, I'll listen to it. It's fucking cool. Um, yeah. There's very few things that I'll skip right past um, within the within the rock genre nowadays. However, there's like two bands that I will never, ever listen to. Um and I have no problem calling them out because I'll even refuse to have them on my show. <laughs> well, now I gotta know which ones they are. Um, that band, The Who, H U. At first of all, why would you name yourself that? I don't know, but 
just listen to like one of their songs and one of their songs actually has um jacoby shaddix on it okay papa roach yep and it is horrible (laughs) okay I, i kid you not when i say it is horrible um and then the other one would be um i can't even think of their fucking name they're so fucking bad um but um that ah, shit uh greta van fleet oh yeah i've heard of them yeah um you've also you know heard of you know led zeppelin because that's exactly what they sound like (laughs) (laughs) and it's not even like you know oh you know oh his song his you know the way the lead singer sings reminds me of you know of led zeppelin or or reminds me of rush no 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 no. they're just straight up copying (laughs) just copying it yeah Yeah. because i mean you could say the same thing about you know fucking claudio sanchez of fucking you know of uh coheed and cambria but that's just how he sounds but the rest of them don't sound like that at all um and uh you know there is something to be said for like music is subjective but it's hard to like be like objective when it comes to sometimes you just hear something you're like I don't see how anyone could like this. You know, oh, it's... that song uh, we were talking about, the fire song, is my songs know what you did in the dark. That song sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's that's the that's the 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 Fallout Boy song we were talking about. I know. Like, okay, first of all, we're gonna have an argument. Because, <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> all right. So Bring no. it on. <laughs> Fallout Boy was okay. There's an era. Of, there's eras of Fallout Boy, right? Yes. And so they went from. Dead on Arrival, which is back in like around that time of like mid two thousands. Pre Ashley up... Simpson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All the way up to Folia Do, which was twenty. Fuck. It was 20... it was a decent many years ago. It was twenty nine or twenty ten, something like that around yeah. that time. Yeah. Then th- that was like their, like their roots. Like they were they were playing instruments, and then they kind of went to. Everything after that was like, I could not get into it. I really couldn't. Again, I mean, I'm not like the biggest Fall Out Boy fan, but I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying like, I hear, I hear like one song now. It's like, that's not a bad song, but like, <clears throat> I'm stuck in the bias of like, I know what Fall Out Boy was. Like, if I had like, if I had no prior knowledge of them, and I heard that song, I'd be like, it's a cool song. But I'm stuck in that mindset, you know. Yeah. I think a lot of bands have that. It kind of falls into that trap where it's like you have this diehard fan base for what you used to sound like, and you try to change it up a little bit, and you you maybe have new fans, but your old fans are kind of disappointed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at what uh, Slayer did in the early 2000s. They came out with a new metal album, and their old fucking fans got fucking pissed. Yeah, you know, and they didn't even do that good of a job with new metal to begin with. <laughs> Um, sorry for all the Slayer fans. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, I, to be honest with you, I've never been a Slayer fan, so Neither have I. I, I can't, I, you know, I'm not going to shit on them. They are, they are one of the, you know, the metal, Most the three, bands. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, they're the, they're in the top three. I mean, it's, oh, excuse me, what, what are they calling it? The, the, no. the, 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 whatever they're called, the car, they call them the four, whatever. Um, it's four horsemen of the, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, it's fucking Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and. You know, no, it was a uh, uh, Slayer. That was the uh, oh, sorry. the big four. That's what they were calling them. But that's how they toured it. But no, um, I would definitely throw Pantera in there. 
um, as far as like them, uh, as far as that genre goes. But um, yeah, they Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax, and Slayer toured on like the Big Four tour. Like was it like 2014, 2015, something like that? And it was pretty badass oh, because um, Dave Mustaine actually came out and played with Metallica um, during their That's set. Cool. So you know that just shows that they they squashed their shit. Um, which was really cool. Good for them. Um, oh, well, speaking of squashing, want to something uh, something cool? Yes. So, obviously, you know, um, Amy Lee. Yes. Of Evanescence. Evanescence. Yes. Right. So, on Bring Me the Horizon's last album, Ammo, uh, Ammo. Sorry. Um, they like ripped off an Evanescence song. Like not on purpose, but like you know, shit happens. Um. So like Evanescence like sued them and like you know they kind of just gave it up. They're like, yeah, my bad. And now, when they did that, Amy Lee was like, actually, I'm a big fan of your band. Can I be on a song? So on this new album, Amy Lee sings on a song. Really? Yeah. Um, that doesn't surprise me, because Amy Lee's a badass. Her voice is, like, one of the best things I've ever heard. Not even music-wise, just, like, sound-wise. Um, earlier this year, it wasn't even that long ago. I, don't, I mean, it was in the last three or four months, her and Lizzie Hale actually released a duet uh, oh no, my god, brother! You need to check that shit out. I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, damn. I mean, but those those two voices together on the same fucking track, fucking killer. Yeah, we, <laughs> I, we forgot to aim, mention Amy Lee earlier when we we're talking about great women in rock. Yeah, that was our bad. Yeah, um, I mean, fuck. <laughs> I mean, there's there's only been one mistake in her life, and that's when she dated uh, what's his name from the- Seether. <laughs> There's a lot of mistakes in the Seether world, okay? Oh my. Yeah, One like becoming a band. But the same, well, no, because <laughs> there's been a couple songs that were really great. And you're, the song right. that he, the song that you're he right. did with Amy Lee was really good. Um, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that was a really good song. Um, and they also did a cover of um, "Careless they Whisper." What you guys? "Careless Whisper." Yes. 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 From uh, yeah, from George Michael. Um, that was that was. A cool- However, the mistake there was that, that they wrote that song for one of those Twilight movies. Wrote that song. Well, released that song. There we go. They <laughs> yeah. did that song. They for... attempted that song. And <laughs> but they did a good job went, with it. It's it a great fucking song. It went moderately well. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But it, again, it was released for Twilight, so I can't you know, be too excited you about it. You know where the money is. <laughs> you know what? At some point, you got to just be like, we're a rock band. We don't make money that much. So, Yeah. I mean, but it's still, it's Careless Whisper. It was, you know, it's a, that's an iconic fucking song. I mean, it is, and they did a pretty good job with it. You're right. They really did. Um, that's another thing, too, in recent years. You know, there's been a lot of fucking major acts, you know, doing covers of songs you would never, ever fucking think they would do covers of. Absolutely. You know, uh, like, um, recently, um, and I've been bragging on her a lot lately just because I've have a whole newfound respect that I never thought I would ever have for her. Um, Miley Cyrus. Absolutely. Recently. Yeah, I know. Holy shit. What she did a few weeks back with yep. zombie by zombie. the cranberries. Yep. Oh my God. And then to find out that she's actually in the process right now of doing a Metallica covers album. Her I am, voice was made for rock and roll. Dude. It really was. Um, Fucking Disney channel. Like, brainwashes everybody. And like... Yeah, I mean, but the thing about it is the, the new album that she's got coming out, I heard, is very, very rock-esque. 
kind of like Joan Jetty, mm -hmm. um, from what I understand. Um, we didn't mention her either. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, we didn't. God damn it. Um, um, but yeah, it's very, very Joan Jetty '80s, you know, rock, you know, female rock, you know. Um, and then she's got the uh, Metallica covers album coming out next year. So I'm really, really curious to see if she makes that full jump over because I think she will be accepted with open fucking arms. I think she will too. I agree. Yeah, I mean, the rock community does not discriminate often. Um, if they would, if they, if if they are allowing right now, and <laughs> I feel like fuck. I know what you're gonna say. I feel like I know what you're gonna say, but I'm going to say it, and I want to confirm that I'm right. MGK. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> If if oh, wait, our community wait, wait, wait. is allowing no MGK, I like the album. I, I do so like do the I, album. and that's what pisses me off. I like the album a lot, actually. <laughs> Fucking a, I, I did not want to like this album. But but Machine Gun Kelly did a fucking pretty damn good job with his version of job. pop punk. I he really did a good job. You know what's my favorite part about the album though is it's the features. Yeah. It is. I love Halsey, and like I never heard her sing like that, and I was blown away. Yeah, that forget me too song. A whole, I want her to make a rock album. I really do. I think she would be a badass too. Because she is a big fan of a lot of the bands I like. She's a big fan of the Wonder Years story so far. Big fan of like um, those are the big two that she was into. The Neck Deep, I think. Yeah. Um, who I don't really like, but one my favorite my favorite band of all time is the Wonder Years, and I have like uh like three albums of theirs on my wall somewhere. But... Yeah, my mine, I'm Avenged Sevenfold all the way. Um, that's fair. Uh, but uh. You know, same thing with like Post Malone. I love his last album. I love his album. When you fucking have Ozzy Osbourne sing on a song with you, you yeah. know goddamn well you're welcomed into the fucking community. Um, I mean, that last album actually got play on Sirius XM, Sirius XM Octane. I know. You know, because him and Jose Mangan, the fucking metal god, um, are actually really fucking close friends. So I'm waiting, waiting for Posty to be like, fuck it, I'm doing a metal album. And again, that'll be another guy that'll be yep. welcomed into this fucking community because everyone knows that his roots are in metal and he's only doing rap because of the money. Yeah. <laughs> but even now he's he's slowly incorporating his stuff and he's going to he's going to eventually going to break out and it's going to be fucking sick. But you know what? I love the I love the mesh. I really do because yeah. I'm not like a big hip hop fan. But also, like, I love, like, emo hip-hop, which is, like, a weird subgenre. But, like, even when, like, MGK did it pretty well, where, like, you incorporate kind of, yeah. like, hip-hop into, like, punk music, I fucking love that. I love it a lot. So do um, I. Um, cause I'm a big fan of um, Body Count. Body Count's good. <laughs> um, and for those of you listening going, who the fuck is Body Count? That's actually Ice-T's band. Um Yes, Ice T, the guy from Law and Order SVU, has a metal band. <laughs> actually, it's more like metal. It's actually more like punk metal, um, especially if you go back to the '90s with like Cop Killer and stuff like that. That was definitely punk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, same thing there. I mean, Ice T is a fucking huge metalhead, you know, and he's one of the gods of gangster rap. You know, I, I you'd be surprised, and that's what really pisses me off about, you know, our community is you know or other like communities the, like the, uh, gatekeeping you mean? yeah i guess um is the gatekeeping for you know no i don't even want to say that but like fans of other genres you know fans of pop and rock i mean pop and you know rap and r&b and other stuff like that if they actually go back and listen 
to some interviews with some of their favorite artists, they'll find out that they're huge fucking metalheads or yeah. huge fucking rock uh, rock files, um, and will all and that's all they fucking listen to. But they do this because they and they enjoy singing it, but they enjoy listening to other stuff. But those same fans that enjoy listening to them won't give a time of day to the same bands that they even listen to. Yeah, right. And that pisses me off. It's like you know. But it's, it goes the same way with us. You know, if we listen to a interview with Korn, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, Jonathan Davis and Fieldy, all they listen to is fucking rap. Yeah. But, you I know, you kind of can figure that one out. But. Yeah. But you don't but you don't ever hear anyone going back and, you know, that, oh, oh, Jonathan Davis listens to fucking rap. So let me go ahead and listen to some rap, too. Right, it doesn't exactly. they don't do that. And I think that's what we're so musically racist in this country. <laughs> Yeah, we pick a genre and our our blinders tunnel go up. Yep, it's tunnel vision, and I I am guilty of it just like everybody well, else. You know, I'm getting better. I mean, I think I think we're I think we're both getting better. Oh yeah, I am too. Especially, Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I I I've listened to a few country artists. I mean, I've had them on the show, pop, rap, everybody else. I've had them on the show, and I've listened to their songs, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. There's only been one person on the show that I've had that was a musical act that I, and I use that term very fucking loosely that I cannot stand and their music fucking sucked and I tried so hard to not <laughs> fucking completely abolish this person on my show because I'm not going to do that right. um, but it was just bad um, that show's now been deleted because it was so bad but anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you know it's it's everybody in every genre we all get this tunnel vision and we you know, there's very few people that listen to all music and actually say that, you know, they're eclectic like that. Um, and I wish there was more people like that. I wish I was more eclectic. Absolutely. But, it, you know, but again, you know, I'll listen to, you know, a song and it's like, okay, this is great. Okay, let me go find some more Ice Nine. Okay, yeah. let me go Let me go listen to some Volbeat. Oh, let me go listen to, you know, some Back to Ginger again. You know, but I, I can't stay focused on that one I can't. I, I don't know why, but it, you know, I even had my rap phase in you know in the early '90s when I thought you know Cypress Hill was the king king of the, the shit, you know, um, or you know, or that one fucking band, um, Jump Around, whatever that whoever that was. Uh, um, fuck. Again with this? they were they were Irish. I know that. I remember that. I'm not even going to try. You figure it not out. My, I, I'm not even going to try either. I'm, it, it doesn't matter that much. But the point <laughs> is, I had a rap phase. But then I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> it lasted like three months. And I was like, fuck it. You, you always go back to your roots. That's how it yeah. goes. Yeah. Like, I can get into like a rabbit hole for a month listening to like fucking Post Malone. and But then like eventually I'll come back to my, my punk roots. You know, it's just how it goes. Yeah, I mean, there's very few things like, you know, I, I can listen to Michael Jackson any day of the week. Me too. Yeah. Um, I can listen to Prince any day of the week. Yep. Um, I mean, if it wasn't for him, I would have never picked up a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I, I styled my playing, you know, back in the day when I used to, you know, be a touring guitarist and a backup vocal guy. Um, you know, I styled my, my playing off of Prince, and he's like my biggest inspiration for playing guitar. Um, when he passed away in 2016, that fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hurt just as much as it hurt when Michael Jackson passed away in 2009. Yep. Right. Um, you know, fucking, you know, to lose two of my biggest inspirations in like a six, a seven year time period. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Um, it was just, yeah, but that, that one hurt. Um, but you know, I still play, I still play today. Um, I, I love to play, but you know, you know, there's just so much other inspiration out there now, and there's so much good stuff out there now. And I'm so glad that, you know, indie music's starting to pick back up to what it used to be. Um, and really starting to get the airplay that they deserve. You know, Spotify is doing a hell of a job with yeah, indie artists this year, putting them on spotlight, really kind of pointing them out and making people actually say, fuck, who the hell is this? Yeah. And it's fucking amazing. Like my uh, Discover Weekly shit. I'm like, I don't know any of these bands' names, but I love this every song on this playlist. Like, shit happens. It's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's uh, for a lot of shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not a Spotify listener, but Amazon does a great job with that as well. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm an Amazon guy. I don't know why, but um, but they do a great job with that too. I mean, whenever a, a new indie artist comes out with shit, I see it in the spotlight, and it's like, hell yeah, featured this week. It's like, fuck, okay. Yeah. You know, um, we were talking about, um, no, we weren't talking about him, but there's another band on the same uh, PR label as you guys, um, a guy by the name of Kulik. He lives in um, Pen- uh, Pennsylvania, and he was featured on Amazon, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, you know, like this is fucking what it's at. I mean, uh, I've seen, there's another, uh, uh, they're pop punk, but they're out of New Jersey, a, a band called Boy Blue um, on Earshot as well that uh got featured and i was like hell yeah Yeah. you know it's really cool to see that the people i'm talking to are being featured definitely but at the same time the it's really cool to see indie artists being featured because again the algorithm algorithms are doing their job yep no exactly because again like i said at the beginning of this interview you guys have leveled the playing field with the Avenged Sevenfolds, with the Taylor Swifts, um, with the Beyonce's of the world, because they're not doing shit. You know, I'm pissed off as all hell right now at Avenged Sevenfold, even though they're my favorite band of the you know of all time. Because a month ago, I get a fucking email from my in my inbox saying, "Hey, guess what, guys? We have a new album ready for you, but we're not going to release it to you until we're ready to tour, because yeah. our music needs a stage show." Then why did you email me? <laughs> why did you send this out just to fucking tease me? Not even give me a little bit of a lick. Not even say, oh, here's a, a Sinister Gates fucking solo from one of the songs. Yeah. Just a little teaser. No, we didn't get shit. All we got was, sorry. <laughs> you know, in Taylor Swift's defense, she did put out a record during quarantine. Did she? In her defense. She did, yeah. It just came out like uh, a few months ago. Really? I didn't know that. I, said, I, got I love Taylor Swift, actually. So. Do you really? Dude, she's awesome. Have you like given her? A, have you given her a chance? Like seriously, I haven't that had. I haven't had that many breakups in my lifetime to be able to equivalent, you know, to understand her music. Touche. <laughs> However, you know, with, with the status of my life right now, wouldn't I wouldn't put it past me to under, to understand what's going on with her. All right. Well. You need to give her some. You got to give her some slack. She's she does pretty well, which what she does. I think. Every time I watch or listen to Taylor Swift, or every time I hear anything about Taylor Swift, um, did you ever see the South? Not the South Park. Um, the Family Guy episode with her in it. Probably. I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the episode is basically where Chris emails her wanting to take her to prom or homecoming. I. And she yep, accepts. I yeah, and then he she writes a song yeah. about blubber, blubber, blubber. 
So every, and then she has these two old guys running her songs, and it's like, oh, yeah. that's all I see from her now every time I hear about her. Speaking of Family Guy, too, like, there was an episode where, um, like, they needed to learn the like, national anthem and, like, sing it for, like, the, you know, like, diplomacy uh, immigration people. And so, like, everyone's, like, in the family's doing a part of it. And you know someone's going to fuck it up at some point. And then Chris just comes in with, and I! Yes! <laughs> Fucking love that show so goddamn much. <laughs> um, I fucking love that song. <laughs> and I and I will always love you by Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you want to try to sing a song? Try to sing that one. You'll fucking shoot yourself before you get through it. Oh no, of course. But the thing about it is that whole family is so fucked up. Well, yeah, that's not the point I'm making. <laughs> I know, but it's hard to sit back and listen to anything Bobby Brown or Whitney Houston related without thinking of the fact that, you know, not only the, the mom, but now both fucking kids have died of fucking drugs. Well, now you told me that now I'm upset, but <laughs> oh. and Bobby Brown is still fucking walking the fucking planet. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking get it. I don't fucking get it at all. You know what? If I ever get to the point where my voice sounds like Whitney Houston's, I don't need to like work ever in my life again. No, definitely not. No. I'm still going to put out records, but they're going to be different. <laughs> There's very few people that can that sound like her, that can, that can pull yeah. off her. There's um, like maybe three in the world. You know, I think Adele is up there. That's true. That's um, but then I, uh, then, uh, say, I, then I have to go back to Maria Brink mm, of In This Moment. I'm sure, I'm sure Amy Lee probably could pull something off. Amy Lee could pull it off as well. Um while Lizzie Hale has a great fucking vocal range, I think she only can go like three octaves and Mariah Carey and like fucking Whitney Houston have five. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Exactly. So, but like Amy Lee has, I think four or five octaves. I know for a fact, a Maria Brink has four or five octaves. Um, go back. If you haven't listened to this album yet, go back and listen to one of the first albums they released. Um, it's called Starcrossed Wasteland. I'll yeah, I'll say that right now. Um, go back and yeah, from uh, from in this moment, go back and listen to Starcrossed Wasteland. There's two songs on there. One is called Starcrossed Wasteland, and then the other one okay. is called um, um, I think it's called Into Flames. Uh, let's see, World in Flames. World in Flames. Yes. Okay. Listen to those two songs. And you will have a whole new perspective on Maria Brink. I mean, yes, okay. what she did with Whore and what she did with um, Blood and all this other stuff that she's done is fantastic. But those two songs, like, put her on a different level. It's it's amazing. World in Flames and um, Starcross Wasteland, just beautiful. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I I will def I would a thousand times put her in the same league as Whitney Houston. But yeah, I think so. Amy that's a, that's Lee. A big statement. Oh yeah. Oh, I I will argue that point to anybody on the face. I will argue that to the corpse of Whitney Houston. I don't give a shit. Um, that's dark. <laughs> I'm a dark comic. Haven't you figured that out by now? <laughs> we have. We have like you know gone to a weird section of the interview. Um, um, I'm a very dark comic. I'm a stand up comic also um, now. But I, I I have very very dark jokes. That's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm very dark. I compare getting married and marriage 
to BDSM and going to a club and telling your mistress, thank you, ma'am, may I have another? You know, that's that's the type of humor that I have. <laughs> yeah. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so anyway, um, <laughs> that's, I think that's talking, our time. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't even fucking know. <laughs> we're talking about great singers like Whitney Houston. Right. So I, so I, in my opinion, I would say Mariah Carey, Adele, Amy Lee, and, um, Maria Brink are on that same level. That's, you know what? I would agree with you on all those. Now there might be somebody else I'm missing to me, yeah. to be but off the top of my head. Because to be honest with you, I love Adele. Me too. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, back in the day when I used to work at, uh, I used to be a store manager for Walmart, and um, her songs are very Walmart friendly. And there was like four or five songs of hers on the Walmart, you know, soundtrack that would just constantly be on loop. And I'm like, damn, this fucking chick is badass. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I love Adele. Don't get me wrong there. Um, And and Mariah Carey used to be cool. You know, I still jam out to her Christmas song like oh, every year. Everyone does. Every year. Everyone Ooh. does. But it's she, so good. she used to be cool, and then she met Old Dirty Bastard, and then she just kind of took a turn. Is that Nick Cannon? No, no, no. Literally Old Dirty Bastard from no, uh, um, Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, oh. Yeah, ODB. Yeah. He's, he's, he's passed away now, but mm. yeah. Every, but no, then, yeah, then she married Nick Cannon and things just took a turn for the worse. I don't even know what the hell she's doing anymore, but whatever. Yeah. I, I think marrying Nick, Nick Cannon was the best thing that ever happened to Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah. so, so many people have used ammunition, like used that as ammunition for jokes on him. It's ridiculous. Like I'll sit back and I do have a guilty pre- pleasure television show and watching the mass singer. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, T-Pain, T-Pain is in- T-Pain. I was, I was not expecting that. I was blown away. I, I I had no idea who the fuck that was. I was I was literally blown away with T Pain in season one. T Pain has an amazing voice. I didn't know that. I honestly had no fucking clue. He just disguised it his entire career because he had to. Yeah, but yeah, he, I I had a newfound respect for T Pain after that first season of uh, Mass Singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah, so I mean, but yeah, they're constantly ragging on him for the Mariah Carey shit on that show, and it's I just find it funny as hell. Um, and then back when he was on America's Got Talent, all the comics would make jokes too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, that's the best thing that ever happened to Nick Cannon was marrying Mariah Carey. Um, but anyway, um, Cameron, dude, you're a fucking badass. And we talked music literally for an hour and a half. And this is why I do this show. I fucking love just chatting about music and, you know, everything to do, man. Everything to do. It really fucking is. I, and like I said, you know, I could do this for hours upon hours upon hours, and I just literally love talking music. And you know, I'm so glad over the last, you know, month and a half that I've been working with Mike at uh, Earshot Media. Shout out to him. You know that I've had an Shout opportunity. Huh? Shout out Mike. That's right. Shout out Mike um, to have the opportunity to talk to all these great fucking bands. Um, you know, that I've, I've come up with, you know, it's just been phenomenal. Um, and, uh, so 
thank you for you know this great fucking album. Um, well, thank e- you, man. Appreciate EP. you having us on. No problem, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, when I first got the message, was it last week or whatever it was? I went and looked at it, and I was like, okay, let me listen to this shit. And I was like, oh shit! And I was really excited about today. So, um, good shit. And again, everybody, click the fucking link. All the links are in the fucking description. It's fucking worth it. It is a great fucking EP. Um, are you guys working on a full length, or you're not? You're not even worried about that right now. So right now we're doing um, a Menzinger's cover, actually, for a compilation charity album. Uh, that's the next thing we're going to do. Um, after that, um, my brain has not processed 2020 yet, so I need to kind of regroup, and then I'll worry about other shit. But uh, Well, keep doing yeah. what you're doing, man, because um, honestly, this, this EP is going to be a huge breakout for you guys. I, I can just see it now. Um it sucks that you guys can't tour, and it sucks I can't go see you guys play this shit live. But, you know, when you guys can, whether you're coming out here to D.C. or you guys playing in New York, I'm going to come see you guys because it's just it's fucking righteous. I appreciate that, man. So, this is an awesome experience, too. I'm really glad you had us on. Dude, again, no, thank you. I, I truly appreciate it. But Let's um, do it again sometime. Uh, dude, I, I, we will definitely keep in touch. Absolutely. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, dude, just keep keep on keeping on, and we'll uh, talk again soon. Sounds good, man. Thank you. All right, man. You too. Have a good one. You too, brother. Later. Peace. All right, and that is it. That's our Tuesday. Come back tomorrow, eight p.m. East, five p.m. West, for who is on tomorrow? I know I got another great band coming on tomorrow. Um, the band RLND coming on tomorrow. And then Thursday, we have the band Designer Disguise. And then Friday, um, I have it here. I just can't remember what it is. But come back tomorrow for RLND, 8 p.m. East, 5 p.m. West. And we'll continue to shit tomorrow. But until then, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. We'll see you guys tomorrow.